Hey everyone, I'm Ben, the Amateur Exegete, and this is episode 54 of Bible Study for Amateurs. Today's episode is Currying Favor. In the last episode, we looked at the recipients of Paul's letter of Philemon. Today, we look at the thanksgiving portion of the letter found in verses 4 through 7. Here they are, as they appear in the New Revised Standard Version. When I remember you in my prayers, I always thank my God because I hear of your love for all the saints and your faith toward the Lord Jesus. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that we may do for Christ. I have indeed received much joy and encouragement from your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, my brother. Take note of those two final words, my brother. Paul is addressing Philemon specifically. Not only that, but beginning with verse 4 and continuing down to verse 22, the yous and yours are not second-person plurals, as you find in other Pauline letters that are addressed to assemblies at large, but are instead second-person singulars. This letter is specifically for Philemon. The addition of Apphia, Archippus, and the assembly in their home is Paul's use of peer pressure. It's a private letter for a public audience. The thanksgiving of a letter was an opportunity not only to express gratitude. Craig Wansink in the Oxford Bible Commentary writes that this section establishes the major themes and expectations of the epistle. For example, in verse 6, the apostle speaks of Philemon's sharing of his faith, using the Greek word koinonia, a term that, per Wensink, evokes imagery of commerce. In verse 17, that theme is reiterated when Paul describes Philemon as his partner, using the cognate word koinonanos. Additionally, the theme of the heart, or more literally the inner organs, as Margaret Mitchell notes in the New Oxford Annotated Bible, appears in verse 6 and again in verses 12 and 20. Reading this section of the letter one gets the sense that Paul is buttering Philemon up in preparation for what follows, beginning with verse 8. In verse 4, the apostle says that he gives thanks to God when he remembers Philemon in his prayers because of, per verse 5, his love for all the saints and faith toward the Lord Jesus. This feels like a spiritual pat on the back. The language of remembrance itself is a typical Pauline convention, he uses it in many of his other letters. Barbara Geller, in the Jewish Annotated New Testament, notes that the language of remembrance pops up in ancient Jewish prayers and letters found in 1st and 2nd Maccabees, as well as in rabbinic literature. While such language expresses Paul's love for and admiration of his recipient, as I noted before, it feels like Paul is attempting to curry favor with Philemon. In verse 6, the apostle writes of, 
all the good that we may do for Christ. Eric Barreto, writing in the Fortress Commentary on the Bible, observes that here the Apostle begins to suggest that there may be something that Philemon might do in order to share in all the good that we may do for Christ. Barreto then writes, This initially cryptic reference takes form in the body of the letter. Though we can't get into that in today's episode, as we'll see, the Apostle Paul has something specific in mind that he requests from Philemon. The important thing to remember here is that Paul has a strategy to get what he wants, and he will use his status as an authoritative figure to get it. None of this language should be taken as neutral. When at the end of verse 7, he refers to Philemon as his brother, we should find in this not merely language of affection. It no doubt is. But the use of fictive kinship is also a rhetorical strategy that plays on power imbalances. See? We're equals can be a clever way to lure someone into conceding something. In verse 10, Paul uses the language of father and son to assert his dominance and guilt Philemon into acting in a particular way. If you miss these power dynamics, you're missing an important aspect of both Paul's letters generally and this letter in particular. That's all the time we've got this week. See you next time. And remember, in the words of Richard Elliott Friedman, one does not need to deny what is troubling about the Bible in order to pay respect to what is heartening. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>